Can you imagine getting paid to work around music for 10 hours a day? Hi, I'm Ted Canova, and welcome back to my new podcast, That One Lyric, where fans choose a lyric and describe how it has shaped and impacted their lives. These lyrics hold great meaning to us, as Mitch revealed in our last episode. You're asking the ultimate question of choosing my son or my daughter. Songs like these are like children to fans like us, and each one is a special representation. That one lyric opens the door to honest conversations, but they also supply us with courage. Yes, courage. One listener, Kay, gave us five stars and wrote, Some lyrics have truly sustained me in the lowest moments, and I use them whenever I need strength. So true. Kay's review automatically entered her into a drawing for a collectible book on Springsteen. And you can be too. Just listen till the end of this episode for details. Plus, we've got merch. <laughs> yep, we sure do. Details at the end. Okay, let's get going. Jonathan Bernstein may be familiar to you. His byline is in Rolling Stone. But that one lyric he chose from a Springsteen song is rather obscure. And our conversation only added to the mystery. Jonathan, thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you for having me to talk, Bruce. Well, I'm really honored to have you. As a writer and research editor for Rolling Stone magazine, you live music to maybe a different level than the rest of us. Tell me what you do. Sure. My job, I feel very lucky to have it. My title is research editor at Rolling Stone, so I'm technically a fact checker, which means I spend all day kind of going through different stories that other writers are writing, mostly about music, and sort of making sure that they are completely accurate and fair and truthful. And then on top of that, I do quite a bit of writing about music as well for Rolling Stone. So it's really a sort of music 10 hours a day kind of thing, which I totally love and feel really grateful for. I bet. Tell me, what was your first entry into the music of Bruce Springsteen? My first entry was probably my dad. He loved Bruce, had most of his records at home. My first ever real entry was the album Born to Run in high school. I remember sort of reading Nick Hornby's book, High Fidelity. I was in 10th grade, just starting to sort of become really fascinated with this sort of, you know, romantic idea of rock and roll. My store is called Championship Vinyl. I believe that was the exact same year that the 30th anniversary of the Born to Run set came out with the Live at Hammersmith show. And so my dad bought that, and I remember sneaking away with his CDs when he was at work or whatever, and just watching Bruce do Thunder Road on a Hammersmith Odeon, just with him and the piano. That album and that song in particular was kind of my first entry point into Bruce. How did that version of Thunder Road touch you? I had never thought about this before, but in some ways my falling in love with Bruce sort of happened simultaneously with my falling in love with the idea of writing about music and the idea of writing about Bruce. Again, going back to Nick Hornby, there was this book of essays called Songbook that Nick wrote, and he had an essay about Thunder Road, and there was this whole riff about how this alternate version of Thunder Road sounded so different than this triumphant rock and roll version on the record. Screen door slams, Mary's dress weighs. 
It was sort of my first interaction with hearing a very differently presented song. He presents Thunder Road as this stately, sad, kind of nostalgic ballad instead of this grand escapist moment that it is on the record. Apart from all the romanticism that that song instills in a 15-year-old boy, I think I was falling in love with being able to think about music on a deeper level and that it could be this deeper thing. Well, we can talk about Thunder Road this whole episode, right? But that's not the song you chose. What song did you pick to discuss that one lyric from? It was impossible to pick a single song or a single lyric for this podcast, but I chose, I would say, a relatively obscure Bruce song. It's always been one of my favorite. The song is called Shut Out the Light. When we rushed up at him As he felt the wheels touch down most people know it, if they know it, as the B-side to Born in the USA, single in 1984, but I discovered it on the tracks compilation that Bruce put out in the late 90s, and it has just always been one of the songs of Bruce that I connect to the most, that I think is the most perfectly written, that I think is extremely haunting. It's a song that I find myself singing as I'm walking down the street, every bit as much as Born to Run or Thunder Road or Racing in the Street or any of his total classics. I love how this song starts. It almost feels like Shut Out the Light is two songs. Mm. Get this. The preparation of a man's homecoming. She called her mama to make sure the kids were out of the house. She checked herself out the dining room mirror and undid an extra button on her blouse. The emotion behind that visual of undoing a button on her blouse. Wow, such a descriptive line, don't you think? Totally devastating line. The first verse of the song, which again isn't even the lyrics that I chose to talk about, is just a complete masterclass in songwriting from Bruce. He basically crams two verses into the first verse where the first half is about our main character. But then, as you point out, halfway through the verse, he just switches perspective completely to a very close third-person detailing of this woman, this love interest who hasn't seen our main character in a long time. You wrote to me saying that it's totally impossible to choose, but Jonathan, what is that one lyric from Shut Out the Light you picked? Deep in a dark forest, a forest filled with rain, beyond a stretch of Maryland pines, there's a river without a name. In the cold black water, Johnson Lanier stands. He stares across the lights of the city and dreams of where he's been. Well, deep in the dark forest, Forest fill the rain beyond the strip of Maryland pines. There's a river without a name in the cold black water. Now Johnson here stands. He stares across to the lights of the city and dreams of where he's been. You can take that lyric literally, which I always have, that our character is at some sort of tense or desperate moment where he's deeply by himself, presumably sort of looking out in the distance at the hometown that he's from and dreams of where he's been, where he can't escape what has happened to him in the war. One of the few times Bruce has sung this song, there's a recording of Bruce doing it in 1996, and he changes that last line to, he stares across the lights of the city and dreams of Vietnam. Wow. The lights of the city and dreams of Vietnam. This also kind of works on another level of metaphor, movingly. How so? 
The first line, deep in a dark forest, a forest filled with rain, to me could be a way of Bruce writing about this character being really stuck in his own head and really stuck in sort of incredibly dark places that are informed by trauma and they're informed by perhaps PTSD that this guy is going through. Did it in any way conjure up the Vietnam rice patties or am I just way off? No, that's a really interesting... I'd never thought of that before and, and thinking about that now, that actually seems like a really strong, possibly intentional thing here. The thing that's always struck me about this lyric too is that first line, a forest filled with rain, like there aren't rainforests in Maryland. There's a strangeness and an off-kilterness to that description. It does seem a little odd and I've never quite known what to do with that part. A dark forest, forest filled with rain. But I think you're right. I'd never thought of that until just now that perhaps he's still laying in his bed and he's dreaming or he's having a nightmare and he's back in Vietnam, or Bruce is sort of just describing this guy in general sort of being in his own head. Like, there there are now at least three levels in which this line works, and it's just, I just find it just a stunning example of his writing on a song that no one ever even bothers to, to think about. Well, I'm either happy I added a third interpretation, or I apologize for making it even more confusing. <laughs> no, I think that's really smart, your idea there. What I find interesting about that one lyric you chose it really stands out from the song because every other line is literal but this one. Him coming home, going to the local bar, lying with her when the clock says 4 a.m., pulling out the Ford from the garage, all of those are literal. That one lyric you chose could mean a lot of things. Yeah, I think you're really right. The first two verses are, in some ways, they're incredible, but they're also sort of just a setup for this third verse. I believe he does this during 10th Avenue Freeze Out. It reminds me of, you know, before they get to the final verse of 10th Avenue Freeze Out, sometimes live, Bruce will just shout. And I love what he does. It's just such a funny sort of showbiz thing. This is the important part. Now this is the important part. So like you're sort of meant to listen closely to what Bruce has to say here so well. It goes from this sort of very moving, literal, descriptive scene setting in the first two verses to this entirely different metaphysical, existential, emotional, very interior place in this third verse. I don't know that I've ever heard Bruce talk about it himself. And as you said, it's the B-side of Born in the USA telling because both songs have to do with Vietnam. Yeah, my favorite piece of writing about the song is a blog post on Tumblr by former Pitchfork writer Mark Richardson, who's a really beautiful, wonderful writer and a big Bruce fan. And Mark has a really great post that I've learned a lot from about Shut Out the Light. I understand that there was an earlier song called Vietnam that's never been released. You can sort of tell it's really a work in progress, but there are lyrics from that song that both ended up on Born in the USA and ended up in Shut Out the Light. That song was almost Bruce working out these ideas about this larger topic and then realizing he had two different songs about it. I think it's a really interesting counterpoint to the song Born in the USA, which is sort of the big, large-scale, arena, zoomed-out, sort of like national maximalist approach to the topic of Vietnam veterans. Whereas this, it's incredibly zoomed in. It's sort of Bruce showing you. Writers, they always say, like, show, don't tell. Born in the USA, the song's a little bit Bruce telling you what's going on, and this song is really sort of showing you. As Mark Richardson points out, we don't really know actually much of any details of what's going on in this song. The word Vietnam never shows up. Nothing about him explicitly being a veteran is even in the song. It's really just a portrait of a man who's coming home and struggling with it mightily. Oh, mama. 
Honestly, I think one of the main reasons I chose this song, too, is I think it's really interesting to look back at after the past decade of Bruce increasingly being more open and talking about mental illness in his own life and Bruce's own struggles with depression. You hit a wall where you simply don't know what to do with the next day. And uh, you're very uncomfortable in your skin. You're mm -hmm. very unsatisfied with where you are. You're completely at loose ends and you don't know how to continue constructing your life. You don't Shut Out the Light feels like a song very specifically about mental illness, specifically PTSD. The chorus of the song to me feels like the closest musical and lyrical manifestation of someone dealing with trauma that I've ever heard Bruce sing. And I think it's telling that the phrase, don't you shut out the light, don't you shut out the light, like, don't turn your back on me, be there for me, everybody. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, hearing you talk about the chorus, you know, I think one of the things that draws me into the song is, who is the you in the chorus? Interesting. I sort of hear the song as him talking to himself, in a way. This is obviously not in the song, this is just how I hear it, but I hear someone who suicide or suicidal ideations do not feel like they are far off from the universe of of this song. You can also hear him saying don't shut out the light is this character trying to fend off some impulses that are telling him to shut out the sort of proverbial light. Again, super subtle thing that this song does in the third chorus, that sort of gets extended and it just becomes an increasingly desperate moment. Like you almost find yourself coming up for breath at how many times that he's singing this phrase, don't you shut out the light in this sort of... Almost like a chant, right? Mm -hmm. This chant sort of increased desperation. At the same time, their total connections, again, to this writing that's happening all throughout the album of Born in the USA, where Bruce is also connecting all of these things to what it means to be from a place, specifically what that means in the 80s during Reaganism, post-Vietnam. And the second verse, as you pointed out, is a really fascinating, simple, short portrait of sort of how this community going through the motions in a moving way of welcoming a veteran back home and that very much seeming like it's not really even penetrating the character. You don't know where he's coming from. You don't know where he's landing. As he felt the wheels touch down. Mark Richardson points out the way in which there's absolutely no agency in that line. Like, there's a powerlessness to the way that we're being introduced to this character. The runway is just rushing up at him. It's almost as if he doesn't know how he got there, which is a really interesting way of sort of establishing what this character is going through in this really nuanced way. Oh, I love that. But yeah, you're totally right. You can imagine an earlier version of the song where... You know, the first few lines go to more lengths to try to set the scene in a more specific way, and you would totally lose so much of, of the nuance and the sort of subtle power of this song. Well, try this one on. Maybe the earlier version of what preceded him on the runway was the A-side, Born in the USA. Right. And this is part two, When He Returns Home. Yeah, totally. It's also interesting. One of the two songs that Bruce has called Brothers Under the Bridge, also about homeless Vietnam vets, there's a really moving moment towards the end of that song where Bruce sings, I stood down on the tarmac, I was just a kid. I stood down on the tarmac, I was just a kid. It's when the character of this song is also returning. So you can almost see Bruce likes to use this moment of the wheels touching down, of the tarmac and of the runway. 
It's interesting to see him use that as this sort of guiding imagery in, in multiple songs. There's something very, I think, powerful for Bruce as a writer about this specific and literal moment of return. I've never thought of it that way. You've really opened my eyes, just like every episode has. And I really appreciate you being part of this, Jonathan, and for looking deeper into what you call this obscure Springsteen song. Absolutely. It was really fun. This is exactly what I wanted to do, which is talk out the song a little bit, and, and you've already made me appreciate it more. So I, I appreciate the opportunity. Likewise. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Boy, did that conversation go places. I'm really glad you got to meet Jonathan Bernstein and hear that one lyric he chose from Shut Out the Light. Well, deep in the dark forest can you tell this podcast is taking off i've been interviewing fans from across america in canada the uk even australia we all have one thing in common our love of bruce if you'd like to be on this podcast and that means you michael j fox and philly elvis send me a message through my website thatonelyric.com Plus, since you've stuck around, your chance to automatically be entered into a drawing for a collectible hardcover, Bruce Springsteen, The Stories Behind the Songs, by Brian Hyatt. Just rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. Oh, and I mentioned at the top that we have merch on its way. Yep, shirts and hats. Order them at thatonelyric.com. And please do me one more favor. Share this podcast with your friends and fellow music lovers. Again, some may roll their eyes that we can actually talk about one lyric, but who cares? We're not apologizing for our fandom. I'm glad you joined me, that you're part of our community, and that you enjoyed that one lyric. I'm Ted Canova. As I say to end the tour podcast, music makes it all better. See you next time. Music